Hello, hello, Stacy here with episode 105, A Micro Show. Exactly Enough Time is a podcast about being present. It's about recognizing the time you have to enjoy the people, places, and things important to you. Did you know we can choose to be curious and playful, to live with intention, and to create connection? I am your host, Stacy Julian. I am a life enthusiast and a believer. Listen up. I think you'll find inspiration for living your life and telling your story because you have exactly enough time. Yay, it's podcast day. <laughs> I hope you know how much I appreciate you. I hope you also know that you can subscribe to Exactly Enough Time and that if you are enjoying these episodes, that you can leave me a review on iTunes. I also love receiving speak pipe messages, you guys. And at the end of today's micro show, I'm going to play you a couple of recent speak pipe messages that reference episodes in the past. I now have more than 100 episodes. So if you're new in between podcast dates, you can go back and listen to previous episodes and there are some really good ones. I have interviewed fascinating and accomplished and amazing people for you to learn from. Okay, you guys, I am going to play you something and I have a hunch that if you were born anytime during the 1970s, 1980s, or 1990s, you will picture in your mind exactly what everyone else pictures in their mind while listening. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this. <laughs> okay, no one on the planet who has ever watched at least two episodes of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood is going to wonder what he will do after he opens the door and walks into his house slash studio to start a new show. We know exactly what Mr. Rogers is going to do. And this is because every single time we've seen him open the door, he does the same thing. He will walk to the coat closet, remove his suit jacket and put on his sweater, and then move to the bench where he puts on his tennis shoes. There are millions of thought leaders and TED Talk speakers and authors and just people who talk on and on and write and publish all about doing things differently. 
doing things better, more efficiently, improving productivity, or just the status quo. But today, for a few minutes, I want to talk about the power of doing things the same again and again. I want to talk about rituals. But what is a ritual? Well, turns out I looked it up for you. A ritual is a sequence of activities involving gestures, words, actions, or even objects performed in a sequestered place and according to a set sequence. Rituals are sometimes prescribed by the traditions of a family, a community, or a religion. Rituals are a feature of all known human societies. Okay, but Mr. Rogers and rituals, why? Well, let's consider Mr. Rogers' audience. It's children and people like me who refuse to grow up. But anyway, the period of life in which a human being undergoes the most drastic and dramatic change is definitely childhood, right? As an inexperienced brain tries to make sense of the world and his or her place in it, there is comfort and security in predictable sameness. Yep, parenting experts everywhere teach the importance of a bedtime routine. And honestly, I don't think we ever outgrow that. Teenagers, for sure, push boundaries in this area. But social science has proven that successful, healthy adults establish routines around the end of the day. And what about waking up? There's a good chance that whether you recognize it or not, you have a morning ritual. I do. I get out of bed, kind of early. I go out to my kitchen area, turn on one of the lights, the same light. And then I make myself what I call some wake-up juice. (laughs) I light a candle. I go and get a big blanket that is in another room. And I wrap it around myself. I make sure that I've got my eye drops and my Kleenex and my scriptures and my laptop. And I settle in for about two hours of quiet, reflective, preparatory time. I love my morning ritual. It sets me up for a productive day. And the funny thing is, my husband has a ritual too. It's like clockwork, you guys. (laughs) At 7 a.m., he walks out of the bedroom and head straight downstairs to watch the news while he walks on the treadmill. Then he comes up and takes a shower. And that's about the time I go back in the bedroom. I make the bed, put on my exercise clothes, and head down for what is currently a 15-minute exercise routine. One day, it's more of a high-intensity workout with weights. And on alternating days, it's a jaunt on my elliptical machine. And I always play songs from the same quote-unquote exercise playlist. So what's the difference really between a ritual and a routine? Well, medium author Penny Ward writes this. Rituals are 
a meaningful and mindful way of connecting with your energy through focused attention and intention. Through rituals, you're giving yourself permission to create the time and space to connect the reality of life with your inner energy, your intuition, your passions and aspirations. Rituals, Penny says, can be powerful, meaningful, and symbolic in contrast to a routine, which is simple action. The primary difference is your mindset and the attitude behind the action. I like that. I think a routine checklist can become more of a ritual just by deciding that it is and creating mindful sameness in your day. Maybe in how you walk to the mailbox or where you eat lunch or calling a friend or a sister every afternoon for a quick check-in. There are so many ways to approach even hectic days with a ritual mindset. Just like I have certain songs I exercise to, you can layer activity or objects or elements on top of tasks. So did you know that author John Acuff puts on his bright green, light and airy Nike shoes, not to go for a run, but to sit down at his desk and write. That action signals his brain that he is going to now focus on doing something that is and can be hard to transition into. It's a difficult thing to create the focus, and those bright green tennis shoes help. If you have to answer emails every afternoon by the time you leave your desk, maybe you'll decide to transition to that task with a quick walk around your office or out the front door to the courtyard, maybe just to your front porch for a deep cleansing breath. And then maybe you'll return to your desk with, I don't know, a tall glass of seltzer water or a fresh stick of gum. Martel Hemingway said, A daily ritual is a way of saying, I'm voting for myself. I'm taking care of myself. So when's the last time you read the Ten Commandments? Because honestly, I think God got it right. I'm sure you're familiar with commandments like thou shalt not steal or kill or thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. But check out the commandment that starts in verse 8 of Exodus chapter 20. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it, Thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested on the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. That commandment takes four verses to explain, and I don't know about you, but I think God believes in ritualistic self-care. I know for me, 
I wouldn't love Mondays near as much if I didn't also love Sundays and try to observe a restful and spiritual reset. I believe in the power of same. Doing some things the same over and over invites a beautiful rhythm into what can otherwise be a very fast pace and a lot of hectic in a hyper-connected world. So that's your invitation this week to think about rituals. What are yours? How can you reconfirm them? And how can you celebrate and share them with others? I, of course, would love to hear your thoughts. And remember, if you subscribe, I could help you establish a pretty awesome ritual every Thursday morning. Okay, I will be back next week with another episode of Exactly Enough Time. So I just listened to your podcast parody over perfection with Laura and I had seen her parodies. Uh, just didn't know if she was like that in real life. So I just love it. And wow, so, so talented. So thank you for um, interviewing her. And I feel like I have a friend too, even though I've never met her before. Thanks, Stacy. That was my friend, Stephanie Smokovich. Stephanie, you're very welcome. And you guys, you can listen to the episode with Laura Wansick in episode 88. Here's a message from Kim MacArthur commenting on the interview I did with Stanley Kinsey, founder of Collectionaire. You can learn more about Stan and his company in episode 94. Hi, Stacy. It's Kim. I wanted to thank you so much for your podcast regarding Stan Kinsey and his Collectionaire app. I'm so excited about this with one daughter teaching currently in Russia and another daughter that lives in Carlton Place, Canada and my mom far away. It's a great idea to try and keep everybody together and all sharing all pictures and videos and everything. What an exciting concept. I love your podcasts. I listen to them all the time and I'm so grateful for your inspiration. Have a great day. Thanks. Thank you, my friend. Both Stephanie and Kim will be receiving a story starter kit from my Story by Stacy line produced with Close to My Heart.